0: Hello and welcome into another edition of Find the Edge with Nick and Cody coming at you with our Week 18 best bets, trying to finish out the regular season strong. I don't think we've uh, exactly figured out how we're going to do postseason best bets. I'm sure we'll have some. Not going to be the exact same format, but this is going to be the last edition of our five bets uh, at the uh, on the Saturday episode of. Uh, you know our regular season version of the podcast so hopefully we can finish strong here codes how do we feel about our week 18 bets bub bub
1: feeling good (laughs) feeling good uh i was uh listening to a a motivational podcast and they said be passionate about everything that you do so i am passionate about my five picks this week this is going to be the week that we uh we go five and oh maybe ten and oh as a podcast finish the season strong um but before we get into any picks or anything, I did want to uh, shout out, again, the Facebook group. If you listen, you probably heard about it before. But hop in there. That's where we'll be putting any any kind of odd plays that we end up having that maybe we don't talk about on the podcast. So we'll go in there. Uh, I just put one in there for the PGA tournament happening this weekend. I like Colin Morikawa to pull out the win. He's only two back going into Saturday. And you can get him at plus 900 right now on FanDuel. So. That is, uh, that's my little TED talk to start the show. Nick, how are you doing this Saturday morning?
0: Doing just fine. Doing just fine. Cody, ready to back all of these dogs on Sunday? Uh, are you ready to jump into our best bets here?
1: Let's do it.
0: Okay, so before I give my first one, I kind of have an, I have a stat that's going to sort of play into the at least the first three plays I have, maybe even the first four, depending on how you look at it, but. Uh, this is kind of the theme of our Tuesday show. We liked a lot of the dogs Uh, since 1990 eliminated teams that have played teams that need to win over the final two weeks are 164 and four against the spread. That's 61% very large sample size, very large time period over a lot of different eras of football. So this is kind of just a general theme here kind of backs up what you would expect these teams that need to win these games, play a little tight, Teams that have nothing to play for get to play spoiler. They play free and easy and end up covering these spreads much more often than not. So with that in mind, my first one is really ugly. I don't think Codes is going to be with me on this one. I think we're going to overlap a lot on the show, but not here because he has an embargo on this division. But it's Carolina plus four and a half. We are backing the Sharps here. Baker's banged up. He's going to play. But yeah, the fact that it was even a question... Uh, definitely makes me wary of backing the Buccaneers here. I think the storybook ride comes to an end. The sharps are heavily leaning towards Carolina here. 48% of bets, 87% of money on the action network. Uh, That's going to be a theme here. We have a lot of these, uh, you know, we we usually don't love taking the public dog, uh, but all of these dogs are public. This is actually the one that technically, you know, falls under the category of uh, a sharp lean because it's 48 instead of, uh, you know, 51 but um everybody everybody's on you know these dogs are getting the bets and the money from the sharps so i think we're just gonna have to to bite it and uh you know ride with these dogs because the trends are saying we should the money's there and uh in this spot carolina plus four and a half we will uh ride with the panthers as ugly as it is
1: I can't blame you, man. Every, every professional betting podcast I've listened to this week has said to bet the Panthers and I just, I can't get myself to do it again. But again, it's a sharp play. You're 100% on the right side of that bet. So uh, I, I will back you. I, maybe if we just have one of us back the Panthers on a given week, Bryce Young will stop throwing pick sixes to the other team. So (laughs) we'll try that out this week. Um, like you said, we probably will have a good amount of overlap. So I am going to uh, jump around a little bit. To one, I, I don't think you're going to have on your card. Sure, and that's going to be the com- the Cowboys and the Commanders under 47. Uh, this is a game we've had some news that the Commanders could arrest some uh, key veteran players, uh, so that way to avoid any injuries going into next season. The Cowboys could probably sleepwalk and have a good chance of beating this commander's team. Maybe not covering. They do have a pretty big spread, but I think they could sleepwalk and probably beat the commanders pretty easily. Uh, I don't see this being a very high scoring game. You know, maybe the Cowboys end up running it up if they keep their starters in there longer than I'm expecting them to. But I just, I overall, I don't see the commanders doing very much with Sam. Howell. my only concern on this under would be Sam. Howell pick sixes or, turnovers giving the Cowboys multiple short fields so if we can avoid that I feel really good about this under I was surprised this number's this high with the way the Commanders' season has been going recently combined with the fact that again the Cowboys don't have it locked up they do have to win but this is about as easy of a week 18 matchup that you can find so I like the under again under 47 in Cowboys and Commanders
0: yeah, good play. Um, should be some rough weather on the East Coast this weekend as well. That could further add to, uh, you know, maybe a conservative game plan in the back half of this one, especially if the Cowboys have it wrapped up. I uh, was on the Commanders on our Tuesday pod plus thirteen, but that was hoping Brissett would come back. He's not going to, like you yep. mentioned, Howell is going to start. Uh, so yeah, should be a pretty sloppy game here and hopefully on Dallas end they can kind of just coast to an easy win here. I think as a better on the under here, you are just hoping that the Cowboys don't put up 40. Basically. I don't exactly. see the commanders putting up 20 points in this game against the Cowboys defense. So like you said, it's going to be pretty motivated. My second best bet of the week. I think Cody and I will be overlapping on this one. That's Tennessee plus four, very similar play here to Carolina. Um, Trevor is banged up, may or may not, uh, you know, may sh- he actually may or may not go. I don't think he's actually been confirmed as uh, the starter yet. I-, I think I'd almost rather him try to go out there with all the various ailments that he has as a Tennessee backer than to see a- even a healthy C.J. Bethard out there. But either way, you have a backup quarterback or a banged up Trevor could be Rabel's last game as the Titans head coach could probably is Derrick Henry's last game as a Titan. I think this team will rally around those two and uh, put up a good effort here at home. I don't know if you saw uh, the interview Rabel gave earlier this week where he basically, you know, I don't know if he was yelling at the reporter or he was just angry that the question was asked, but it was something to the effect of, um, you know, like, are you going to arrest anybody this week? Or he was just, and he just like went on a diatribe about how much he hates losing. So That uh, gives me confidence that uh, these Tennessee Titans are going to be motivated here and uh, they will want to play spoiler against their division rival. So I will back Tennessee plus four again, very similar to that Carolina plus four and a half play in my opinion.
1: Yep. This one's a podcast, but I love the, uh, the upset of the Titans this weekend. Uh, Like you said, hopefully we get Trevor Lawrence going as the Tennessee backers. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have sacked the quarterback 13 times since week 14. That is fourth most in the NFL. And Jaguars quarterbacks have been sacked 12 times since week 13. That is the 10th most in the NFL. So that's a little bit of a mismatch there on the line. Love that for the Tennessee Titans. And like you said, all the things that go into it, I was kind of out of the loop. I didn't even realize if Rabel may not come back as the Titans head coach. I think that's uh, – a little bit interesting. We can get into that once we get into more off season stuff, but uh, very surprised to see that. And like you said, Derek Henry's last game, Ryan Tannehill will be the starter. It'll definitely be his last game in Tennessee. So I could definitely see the Titans wanting to be uh be the spoiler for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I said this on Tuesday, but again, just as a reminder, this Jaguars team did knock the Titans out of the playoffs last year, winning the division in week 18 against them. So I uh, I like the Jaguars to come back and kind of get a little bit of revenge on the Jaguars. And the game's in Tennessee, so you do get the, uh, the home underdog, which is always a good bet in the division.
0: Yeah, that stat that I gave at the beginning of the pod also applies to this matchup. Uh, 86% of bets, 97% of money on the Titans. Again, usually we get scared off by these public dogs, but this number has actually come down. Books are trying to get some money on the jaguar side. It looks like it just has not swung quite far enough yet. I think I would try to grab this now while it's plus four. I could see this being uh, at three or even two and a half once the game kicks off, especially if it's Beathard.
1: Absolutely. Uh, do you want to go with your number three?
0: Yeah, um, Okay, let's jump down to, I'm going to go Giants plus five and a half. I wasn't too into this one on Tuesday. I feel like I might be stepping in it here because I backed the Giants last week, got them at uh, probably their peak performance of the season. But I've read a decent amount about uh, Philly potentially resting starters in the second half, especially if the Cowboys get out to a lead. They will be playing in the same time slot. But uh, like I said, if Dallas goes up two or three scores in the first half, Uh, don't kid yourselves, Philly will be scoreboard watching in this one. So you get the added bonus of, you know, this Philly team, obviously uh, in a bit of disarray right now on both sides of the ball. But even if they go up 14 uh, in the first half, we could easily get in the back door here if they decide to pull their starters in the second half with the Cowboys up big on the commanders. So uh, we kind of have two layers here. One, I think the Giants can just straight up compete in this game and potentially win it even, uh, you know, even without the added factor that Philly might end up just kind of punting this game if they uh, see the Dallas result going the other way, because that is the only game that matters to them. If uh, if they don't get the division, they are locked into the five seed no matter what happens in this game. So uh, if Dallas does pull ahead early, you um, you might just get a get-out-of-jail-free card. Philly could rest all their starters. and Even without that, I don't hate the number at plus five and a half. It's come back towards the Giants a little bit. Didn't love it at four, back at five and a half. We will uh, ride with the Giants plus five and a half here.
1: Yeah, I thought this was going to be one that we uh, had a little bit of difference on because neither of us were on this on the Tuesday podcast, but I have also come around to the Giants plus five and a half. That was also on my betting card for this weekend. So Beautiful. Uh, that's another one that we'll be riding together. Everything that you just said, I completely agree with. I do see Philadelphia – Uh, at some point resting some of these starters, um, they, I just, it would be smart for them to do so. They've been dealing with a little bit of injuries here and there to some key players. Devontae Smith isn't going to be playing in this game because of the injury he had last week. And, you know, it would just make sense. Let Jalen Hurts get some rest before you, you know, run him into the ground during the playoffs and everything like that. So I like the Giants for all of those reasons as well, um, I did have another point that I was going to make, but now nah, I just it, I just slipped my mind. Uh, you want to go we to your fourth one, and if I remember, say we can circle will, back uh, to
0: it. Um, yep. So our fourth one we shared. Are, are you still are you sticking with Chicago plus three? Because we 100%. I guess we we locked that in on Tuesday. It doesn't matter. It's still at plus three, so you can still get the number. Uh, it's a little concerning to me. It hasn't come off three, but I still like it. Same. Uh, I think this Bears team is just straight up better than this Packers team. Uh, at least the past, uh, you know, four or five weeks since Justin Fields has returned from that injury. I think the Bears defense might be the best unit out of the four units in this game. Um, and yeah, I just really like them to come in here and play spoiler. This one, again, another one that applies to that stat that we gave earlier. Uh, eliminated teams uh, that have played teams that need to win. Uh, usually you want to back the side that is uh, playing free and easy, and that's the Chicago Bears team. This is a really important game to them, too, you know. They want Justin Fields to be the starter of this team. I think that's very clear. The locker room likes him, um, and they're going to go out and play hard and uh, you know try to show that the uh, show the front office that Justin Fields can be the guy for this team. So I uh, like it at three. I would. St- I still think by kickoff this thing will be two and a half. So I try to lock in while you can. But it is. Uh, it's been three basically all week.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. I. I was curious if we may back off of it just because it hasn't moved at all. There's a lot of bets and a lot of money coming in on the bears and it not yeah. is a no, little worrisome, all. but I think we're on the right side of this, but I, I just, not I okay love the it. bears this weekend. Um, one thing about green Bay in particular, just because I know they're having, you know, a good season. A lot of people are, you know, all over Jordan love thinking that he can be, you know, the next great Packers quarterback. He the Vikings game plan really fell into place for him last week. They like to bring pressure and leave corners one-on-one. So his little moon balls that he likes to throw are great in that situation because he can just lob it up to the receiver running into open space. The Bears don't play that way. The Bears are going to play a little bit more zone. They're they're able to get after you with um, Montez Sweat with just rushing four. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a different look for the Packers. Um I don't know if you have the same feeling as me, but like whenever I was watching that Vikings game, it just felt like he was throwing off his back foot and just throwing lob passes to wide open receivers constantly, which was just driving me crazy because everyone was just talking about how great Jordan loves going to be. It's like that that doesn't happen most of the time in the NFL. You don't get, you know, a lot of teams rushing five and six constantly and you being able to just lob up, lob up passes. So. I still am not sold all the way there on Jordan Love. I think the Chicago defense can, you know, make him kind of not turn back into a pumpkin. I don't think he's that bad, but I think it could definitely raise some, some question marks on some of the highlights that he's had over the past couple of weeks. Like you said, the bears defense is probably the best unit and the bears are playing for Justin Fields. That is, It is crazy to me how much the locker room loves Justin Fields, and it's going to make such a difficult decision for this Bears team, especially if he comes out, looks good, they upset the Packers, stuff like that going into this offseason, because DJ Moore seems like he wants Justin Fields. It seems like the Chicago fans love Justin Fields. They were chanting his name at the last home game. So very interesting uh, to see what the Bears do in the offseason. But for Week 18, I love them playing spoiler against the Packers and taking them plus three, definitely one of my bigger bets of the week. I love it.
0: Yeah, uh, this Green Bay defense as well, I think it's a a bit of a pass because they shut down the Vikings last week. I think that was a lot more about Jaron Hall and uh, and the Nick Mullen show in the second half than it was about this defense. Uh, Again, the previous three weeks, the Packers gave up 30 to Bryce Young on the road, 34 to Baker in Lambeau, and then 24 to Tommy DeVito and the Giants on the road. So this defense has not been playing very well, and I don't have that much more confidence in them after uh, you know last Sunday. I think that was more about the Vikings than it was, this defense necessarily fixing
1: some things. For sure. And before you even do number five, is it Bill's minus two and a half? Yeah, I? of course it is. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, I, I was like, I know we're going to be overlapping on the fifth one too. Um, I can't believe this came down from three. Uh, it's actually, again, another another one where I'm a little scared because the books are giving us uh, this half point, even though the the money and most of the bets are coming in on the bills. But uh, no Bradley Chubb, no Xavier Howard, no Jalen Phillips, no Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins. Uh, the Bills obviously uh, very desperate in this game. Dolphins need it too, but they are in the playoffs either way, at least uh, even if they lose the division. So I don't know how you don't back the Bills here under a field goal. Um, I thought this thing would be three and a half, similar to the uh, Chicago line. I thought that would come down towards the Bears, but it's gone the other way. I will take it. Um, I'm not scared off of this one. Uh, I just I like the fact that a game-winning field goal is going to win instead of pushing them.
1: Absolutely. I. This is one that I was slightly hesitant on on Tuesday if you listen to that podcast, uh, but I've been a Bills backer for like a month and a half now, and this has literally been the point that I've thought that they could get to in the season, so it would just make no sense for me to jump off the train right now. Um, like, like I have mentioned, gave them out on the podcast at 24 and 50 to 1 to win the Super Bowl throughout the season. If they find a way to win this game, Obviously we hope they cover for this week's bet but to have them two seed going into the playoffs and a 50 to 1 Super Bowl ticket on the Bills that is that is exciting stuff so yeah, I, it's a little bit of an emotional bet on my part just cuz I want that to happen for me but I uh I I still like them this week all the injuries that Nick had listed Uh, You know, there is also the possibility that the Bills are playing for their playoff life. I know a couple things have to go against them in a couple of games, but there's a chance we get to Sunday and they're playing for the two-seed or to be out of the playoffs. And if that were to be the case, I think that even fires them up a little bit more. And then I feel really good about this two-and-a-half. But, yeah, I'm on the Bills with you. I think they're, at this point in the season, the better team. And um, I'm going to take the better team, the better quarterback – little nervous i don't like betting against mike mcdaniel because he can scheme up some some crazy stuff to keep the dolphins in it i think he he would be the coach that i'd want out of him and sean mcdermott if i was taking a, a coach to start a team sure. with. but um i still think that i have a lot of other advantages in a lot of other places rasul douglas the cornerback from the packers that got traded to the bills he's been a huge addition for that defense especially with all the injuries that they had earlier in the season so all over the bills like him a lot this weekend and um Before we transition into anything else, I just want to say it's, I I don't know if it's recency bias, but I feel like the NFL did such a great job of laying out this week 18 schedule with all of the different things that can affect the games down the line. Uh, And then obviously, I mean, you got to put Bill's Dolphins in the Sunday night game. It's easily the biggest game of the week, but even the way they layered the Saturday games, they put the Steelers on Saturday, which affects seating. They put the um, AFC South matchup on Saturday that affects seating. It's just, it's going to keep even, like, the the viewers who, like, the Chiefs, like, they're locked up in the three seed, nothing's going to change. I'm so fully locked into this NFL weekend because it just seems like they smartly put games in time slots that matter. And, at, I don't know, kudos to the NFL. I think they did a really good job the way they laid it out. Yeah,
0: I think the, the goal there is to not have any games that will, you know, if you don't want to play the the Cowboys and Commanders at noon and then the, the Giants-Eagles at three because then the Eagles will be you know, definitely resting their starters at that point if the Cowboys already won. You know, things like that. You want to have those games either going simultaneously or um, you know, play the one that is not going to affect uh the team's mindset uh first. So good point there. Yeah, it should uh it should be an exciting weekend. And then yeah, Bills Dolphins on Sunday night's gonna be uh a great game either way. It'll be for the division. Uh even if the Bills are gonna make the playoffs, they're still gonna want that two seed. So Uh, Like the Bills, minus two and a half. Cody, we want to recap our uh, best bets here real quick. Uh, I'll go first. I have Carolina, plus four and a half. And uh, the next four, we are uh, both sharing Tennessee, plus four. Chicago, plus three. New York Giants, plus five and a half. And then I had to get one favorite in there. Buffalo, minus two and a half on Sunday Mm -hmm. night.
1: Yep. Again, those same four, Titans plus four, Bears plus three, Giants plus five and a half, Bills minus two and a half. And then my my differing pick, Cowboys commanders under 47. Um, I would like to go ahead and congratulate Nick on winning our head-to-head season matchup because there's <laughs> yeah, no way that I can go no back from two up. games down <laughs> whenever we pick four of the same oh, games. But hopefully we go 4-0 in those games and then we just have a huge week for the podcast. That That is what would matter. And Week eighteen, there's only a couple of uh, a couple of games that you can really choose from that matter and that you feel confident betting. Um, I did want to bring up a couple of incentive bets. I uh, don't necessarily yeah. always love these, but these are just some things that if you want to put a couple player props out there, uh, DeAndre Hopkins over his yardage. I believe if he gets over 50 yards this weekend, uh, it's a pretty big incentive. He also has another one for over seven catches, and I yep. believe a touch one touchdown also gets him another incentive. Maybe two touchdowns. Okay. Either way, so,
0: either way, it's a good good bet to, to back him. I mean, yeah, they're you know they got you gotta, you gotta you know, get him one touchdown and get him two, so you might as well bet his uh, his TD prop.
1: Absolutely, uh, Chris Jones uh, over half of his sack gets him, I think, like one point two five million dollars in that you know incentive based contract that he signed in week two of the season. So I That's like him. Um, I believe Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, this one's I was a just bit gonna tough. bring that up. Yep. I believe he needs two sacks, but they are playing the Steelers. They're going to be resting a lot of their key starters. So there could be a chance Clowney just gets, um, you know, a lot of opportunities to get to the quarterback, especially with it being Mason Rudolph. You don't feel too bad about his escapability. Um, Nick, is there any others that you could think of off the top of your head?
0: Yeah, so I saw Devin Singletary had a lot of um, yep. incentives, uh, but he's he's playing in a game that's super competitive. So I don't think the Texans are going to necessarily be you know feeding him more than they would normally. Uh, I do like the props just on their own because the Colts have a pretty weak run D. The Texans are uh, favored, uh, although it is slight in this game tonight. Uh, so I think you can you know maybe they just. You know, give everything to Devin Singletary this week instead of leaning a little bit on Pierce to to, hope, to help him get that incentive. But I mean, yeah, this is going to be a competitive game. They need to win. That's not necessarily the environment you want. You want to, you know, I'd love like a bangle to have an incentive that, you know, we need to get because that's a perfect sure. situation where that game doesn't matter. They're going to be winning probably. So they'd be able to kind of force feed uh, somebody in that, uh, that particular game. But uh, Singletary, And then I think Dalton Schultz has a couple incentives as well, but he, his, that's another one where uh, Noel Brown's not going to play. Obviously, there's no Tank Dell, so his props are probably just good plays um, in general. Uh, this Colts D kind of uh, keeps things in front of them. They play a lot of cover too, so uh, the tight end should be a, uh, a solid play if you want to play the over on his receptions and yards.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, shout out to Pixwise. I found this article that kind of summarizes a lot of the big ones. Dalton Schultz need needs four catches for a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus, and then the D Hop one that I mentioned forty nine receiving yards for a million dollar bonus. Like Nick said, this is a game that doesn't really mean that much besides just uh, spoiler. Yeah, play, playing spoiler. So I could see them force feeding DeAndre Hopkins. I mean. A lot of these bonuses typically range between 250 and 500 K like for to have a million dollar bonus within reach like that. They're, yeah. they're going to try to get D hop his money for sure. Uh, Levante David for the bucks needs only half a sack for 150 K bonus. Um, yeah, those are the ones I like, I think the most, yep. Yeah, Chris Jones, half of a sack for a $1.25 million bonus. I love that one. If you're, you know, just putting a little bit on a couple of these, so those are a couple. If I find any more that I find interesting, I'll put them in the Facebook group. So again, make sure you're checking that out. But those are just kind of a way, if you find those easy ones, like don't look, like you said, don't look at Devin Singletary and be like, Oh, they're going to force him the ball so that way he can get his bonus. They don't care about his bonus. They want to make the playoffs. If they're having right. success throwing the ball, they're not going to force feed him the ball over a couple hundred thousand dollars. So uh, yeah. make sure you're smart with those. Cause I think a lot of people on social media really talk them up like they're the best, best bets of the year. And, Vegas isn't dumb. They also know these incentives are out say, there. Yeah. So
0: just th- about it's not Be just free money. Yeah the, the uh, yeah, the books know. Yeah, uh, the books, everything you know, the books know, and then some. So, um, you know, they're baking all of this into the lines they're putting out. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, just make sure you're careful. But I think there are a couple here that we can take advantage of. Like you said, you kind of got to look for the right situations. Uh, the Singletary and Schultz one, I think, are fine plays on their own, but I wouldn't necessarily give them a bump because of the incentive you know maybe the Texans are up two touchdowns and it's three minutes left maybe they throw a you know a dump off pass to Dalton Schultz to get him at his fourth reception or maybe they give Devin single carry a couple extra carries to uh to get him over his rushing yards prop or whatever it is that he needs to uh to, to hit that incentive but just be careful with him. Vegas knows uh, everything you do
1: absolutely uh Nick did you have anything else for the NFL this weekend
0: I don't think so. I just wanted to recap our records real quick. Uh, so, hopefully, again, we can uh, add to these percentages. But on the year, another very successful year for the pod, thanks in large part to a recent surge here in the last couple weeks. But 82, 60, and 8 overall. I am 42, 29, and 4 myself, Cody. 40, 31 and four. So both the boys well above the threshold of making you money and overall uh, 82 and 60 is going to get the job done uh, most years. So uh, yeah, just wanted to give a shout out to the pod and hopefully we can finish strong here. And then uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll give you some playoff picks as well. Moving forward.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and For those who like to speak in a unit sense, if you put whatever your unit size is on every single bet that we've given out over the course of the year, I believe it's 150 going into this week, you would be up 14 and a half units. So if your unit size was $100 a bet, you'd be up almost $1,500 on the season. So uh, definitely exciting stuff from that perspective as well. Um, and that's including the VIG. That's I, the way I do it because most of the bets that we put in are just right on the on the line of minus 110. So every winning bet I just multiply by 1909 and then – or I guess 1.909 because right, that's right. with the VIG taken out. Mm-hmm. So even with the VIG taken out, still very positive on the season. That's exciting stuff. And like we said, we got a lot of bets that overlap this week. So we just got to hope that we kind of keep that – the hot hand going into week 18 with a lot of overlap. And, you know, there's a chance if we hit – three or four of these games we overlap on that we're going to be sitting very pretty as a podcast over the course of the regular season. Uh, we definitely will bring some bets over the NFL playoffs as well. So make sure to stay tuned. Uh, like Nick said, we haven't really talked about how we're going to do it. If we're going to give out a certain number, if we're going to like give our side of each game, we'll kind of figure that out how we want to uh, make sure we're providing you with the most intelligent right. bets. You don't want to force can. out
0: three bets just 100 uh certain threshold, you know, like we want to, we want to make sure we actually like the, uh, the numbers that we're playing and that we are recommending for you guys. So I'm not going to throw out an arbitrary, um, you know, we have to get three best bets in there for the playoffs. We'll just, um, I think we'll just kind of play it by year. And, you know, if there are three lines we like great, if there aren't, then uh, like I said, we're not going to force them in there.
1: Nick, before we bounce out of here this morning, just want to get your opinion on it. We'll put some more stuff on the Facebook group, but Washington plus four and a half in the national championship against Michigan. Which side do you like in that game? As we see here today,
0: really hard not to buy back Michael Penix after what we saw uh, on, uh, I guess, Saturday night, or was that, was that Monday? I can't remember either way. Uh, He looked fantastic. I, I, You know, I haven't been a huge Penix believer uh, to this point in the year, but that performance against Texas was pretty amazing. His, the ball coming out of his hand, just absolutely beautiful. There was a, there was a a clip making the rounds on uh, Instagram slash Twitter uh, of him. Basically, they, uh, they flipped the camera and it was just Michael Penix as a righty. And like, it just kind of changed your perception of this dude because it just, he like, the way the how quickly the ball comes out of his hand and everything I mean he is uh I think I think people would think of him a lot differently if he was right-handed but I think I'd have to have to back them I don't have a strong lean though I think that's a pretty good line Uh, I think Michigan you know has has definitely an advantage in the trenches so uh I thought Texas would have the same advantage though I definitely lost some money backing them minus three and I would not make the same mistake slightly into Washington how about you
1: yeah, I I agree. I mean, that watching them on again, I think you said it was Monday night, was incredible. Just the way that he was able like it was one of the best passing performances I think I've seen on a football field in like quite some yeah, time. He didn't it was, he didn't it miss was a deep ball amazing.
0: in the first half. Like he I mean he was yeah. perfect. 30 plus yards down the field, four or five throws in a row. I was just I mean, I I saw it was like mid second quarter and I was just like this this Texas minus 3 is just dead. I didn't even care that they were tied at halftime. It was like they just cannot stop him right now at all.
1: Yeah. And then they just went out in the second half and aired it out in the third quarter and that's when they just pulled away also. So. Yeah. Yeah, I I want to be on Michigan side just cuz like you said I think that they can control the trenches and just run run the ball as much as they wanted to on Washington but when you have a quarterback like Michael Penix, and if he has a game like he did against Texas, it doesn't matter how much time you give him with the football. He is going to make something happen. So I think I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think we're going to see a blowout like we saw last year with Georgia and TCU. I think it's going to be an awesome national championship. I think I have a slight lean on the Michigan side, so a little bit a little bit of differing opinions. But I, I probably won't bet the spread. I'll probably just bet a couple of props and just enjoy the game because I think it's going to be a hell of a game on Monday. Should be, yeah. For sure. All right, well, cool. We got this done in 30 minutes. We got 10 picks for you, a little college football talk. Nick, enjoy your weekend. I'll uh, I'll talk to you next week. Everyone, if you have uh, any plays that we didn't mention that you'd like for this week, go find that Facebook group, plug them in there. We'd be happy to, uh, to uh, I don't know, share our thoughts on them as well. Nick, peace out.
0: See ya.